This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Yeah, there were so many people there this weekend. Oh, there was a lot. It was the most I've seen at Fenway in a while. Yeah. Um, from games that I've been to, and I was like, all right, like. It was basically all which was fine were, because they're very, they're very fun. They're easy to go on with. They're so nice too. That's they're, the one yeah. thing I will say. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're very loyal to their their team. To their team. yeah, any of their Los Angeles teams are very loyal to them. Yeah. But you know, like I was having a conversation with a woman from LA in the bathroom line, and I was like, I like you, like real I life. I like you. I Let's hold hands you. while we pee. Yeah. Let's in do this urinal. together. I'll- do you guys still have a trough? No, we don't have a trough. Oh, they got rid of the, the piss trough? Yeah. Well, this is when the new bathrooms up at the uh, deck. This oh, is a new yeah. bathroom. Oh, that's brand new. Hello and welcome to another episode of In a Pickle, the show that is dedicated to the less glamorous side of sports. I'm your host, Dave Houghton, and with me today, back from her trip from the sun, the sun-kissed <laughs> Sarah Raytalic. Sarah, you look extra tanned. I, can you call this a tan? I'm back Whoa, that's to, a burn. I'm, it, that's a, it's that's such a burn. A burn. That's the, a Fenway burn, too, it's because a, it's only uh, on one side of your face. Yeah, it is. It's only yeah. on like this side of my face. Where the sun was directing, that's where your face is burning. This side. Yeah. Sad See, now, I was true. in the bleaches on Saturday, so I was dead ahead, but I Ugh. also had my sunglasses and hat on, and then I proceeded to roll up my sleeves to try to, you know, guns out, yeah. sun's out, guns out. You know, I'm trying to get trying out there. To, and my son told me to put my sleeves down because I'm embarrassing him. And I said, <laughs> this is just the tip. Don't you worry. Oh, yeah. It's going to get worse from here, kid. When prom night comes and you need to come to the house and take pictures with your girl, I'm coming down in my underwear. <laughs> it's on. If you think this is embarrassing with these guns out, oh, baby, you ain't seen nothing yet. I'm going to have a, I'm a beer. I'm gonna have nothing but tidy whitey. I was gonna say, is it gonna be yeah. tidy whiteys? Please tell me. Yeah, I'm gonna have whitey. to buy them. Yeah, and I'm just gonna. I'm coming down with my belly hanging out. Maybe I'll do like a Ezekiel Elliott shirt, like a half shirt. Oh my yeah. god! My big old gut hanging out, and just be like, "Hey, I'm Ben's dad. Hold on." And when she comes to shake my hand, I'm just chugging beers and <laughs> like, "Don't do this, man." Yeah. Don't be like me. You just wait, son. If you're listening to the show, which he's not because he doesn't, he's embarrassed of his father, but whatever. Well, he'll, he'll appreciate mean, me one day. One day. When, Little shit. When I, I was like trying to think of when he'll appreciate you, and I was like, I got nothing. Never. Nah, never. Never. It's all right. Oh, poor kids. So here we are, the end of the month. So we're going to do our end of the month this week in sports show like we always do at the end of every Mm -hmm. month but first we did want to talk about one thing that happened over the weekend there was a few news stories that had the potential of should we do a news story or should we just do our end of the month thing but there is one story that we need to talk about and that is what happened in the chicago white Sox. what what the hell is the name of the field cellular right it's, it's like right first first it's rate like, insurance field Chirac, it's like, Chirac field 
<laughs> insurance it's, it's like low rate budget field yeah, whatever it's but uh regardless of what the name of the field is uh there was a shooting maybe inside maybe outside and not only that but this is the second time this season that there was a potential shooting there was i remember the very first one that there was a shooting outside of the stadium and then if i if I can recall correctly, I'm pretty sure four people were run over one day. Yes. It's wild. I mean, I know Chicago's a cesspool and it's a shithole, at least that side, anyways. Yeah. But like you don't hear about that a lot. No. Where there's shit going on in and around the stadium like that. Right. It's usually a little bit further away because it's so overly populated. 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 It's so overly populated with people going to the game. Right. You know, you have a lot of eyes, a lot of phones for witnesses. So, you know, you would think that that stuff wouldn't transpire there. But well, plus at at every game, there's always a strong police presence as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, at least I, I see it at Fenway all the time. I'd love to be one of those cops that just gets to hang out. And just Fenway. chilling. I want right? to be one of the ones that stands on the field and tackles people. Right. I want to be, uh, what's his name, that was in the visiting bullpen when uh, Curtis Grandison went over the wall. And then he got his oh, own and he's just, bobblehead. He's like, yeah. yeah. And he's just like, yeah, yeah. arms up in the air. He was yeah. the most famous cop in Boston for yeah. something good, not bad. Now the most famous cop in Boston is the one that went down that fucking slide. Oh my god! In City Hall so Plaza. <laughs> I don't understand why you went so fast. You flew. <laughs> I'm gonna guess whatever his utility belt was or whatever just created traction. He flew. Yeah, and he hurt himself. Yeah, because the trend now is so many people are doing it and going, "What is wrong with this guy?" Right. And you're like, "This is a normal slide." <laughs> like, I mean, you know. Maybe it's my managerial skills that are popping into place right now, but like you're in uniform. Don't yeah, shouldn't do that. just shouldn't be doing that. I, I don't mean, call I don't call me crazy, but may, maybe. But yeah. yeah. So anyway, so so there was a all right. So we don't know if there was a shooting inside or outside. Yeah, they don't know if the shooting happened inside the stadium or if the bullets are from outside the stadium and somebody was shooting into the stadium but the bullets are in the stadium right now in the stadium so they shot so one woman was shot in the leg another one had her abdomen grazed and then somebody from a few seats back found a bullet in her like hoodie sweatshirt like her huh. her hoodie sweatshirt. Yep. Yeah, her, the hood, the hood of her sweatshirt is what <laughs> I meant to say. Yeah, huh. I know you I, listen, we're just we're just this is gonna be a great show. Yeah, it's gonna be tough, you know, but that's fine. It's just typical IEP radio. That's the thing that's weird, is that nobody reacted. All the fans around, everybody was just like <laughs> like nobody heard anything. Do you think like, it's because they're just so used to it? I don't know. There was a lot of people. So how how was not how is not yeah all right that's it have a good all day right, thanks for <laughs> we'll see you next time um how nobody how nobody in that area would go what nobody right. hit the deck no like it was really weird that everybody was just enjoying the game but 
you know, they they did cancel the uh, Vanilla Ice concert. That oh, was happening come after. on. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You know what? Conspiracy time. Oh, oh let me get my tinfoil hat. <laughs> maybe Vanilla Ice shot into the stadium because he wasn't prepared. Also, is that their fucking selling point? The Vanilla Ice is playing? I, uh, what what I the hell is that? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Hey guys, stick around for after the game for Vanilla Ice. Everyone's like, fuck you. And that's when he's like, pew, pew, there yeah. was a fire fight. He's like, damn, dog, I'm building homes and stuff. And now, dang. So this is where things get crazy. And why I still think it's someone outside shooting inward is because so that you had no reaction. Right. Except for the people that were shot. So that's one. Two, they didn't delay the game, cancel the game, postpone the game, anything like that. They didn't evacuate anything. And there was a police presence in the stadium. Right. So there were police in that area as well. And everybody was just kind of just like do watching the game, going about it. So the fact that nobody had a reaction and that the White Sox themselves didn't have a reaction is where I go. I feel like this is outside coming in. So when this woman got shot in the leg, what happened? She was taken to the hospital. Right. I don't. Like, well, I don't know what happened there. No, I don't I'm know. saying like, no, everyone's like, uh-huh. this lady, she got shot. She got shot. All right. I don't, two, two, I don't bottom know. Bottom of the fifth. I don't. I, that's where it's so confusing, you know, and there's not they're still doing an investigation on everything. So it's one of those where you're just like, OK, you can keep doing an investigation, but soon you have to come up with some Something. answers. Right. Yeah. You know, you took her to the hospital. Kudos. But oh, what? We didn't have any reaction to the fact that she was shot in the leg. Like huh. we didn't decide to clear out the area or, right. postpone, or like postpone the game for a little bit or whatever to like do a sweep. Weird. Like if we learned anything from all the crime series shows that we've watched while growing up, yeah. that like that f- the first like, you know, few minutes after something happens is an integral part of an investigation. Oh, absolutely. So, if you have someone who was shot in the leg and you're just like, ah, all right, that's right. fine. You're never going to get to the source of it because everything just went on like it was a random regular freaking day. Right. Like you were just like, yeah, carry on. That's fine. Weird. But it's a couple things, too. It's like maybe it's because it's so frequent there, too, that they're just like, oh, yeah, it's another day that ends in Y that somebody right. got shot. That's, so. I mean. Sadly, it's so I, sad. I know. I'd hate to think that that's the that's the thing, but like also, it's it also seems like that is the case where it's yeah. like because I mean, it seems like even the woman was just like, not again, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like the woman who got shot is like, damn it, could it have been my wooden leg, right? Jesus, and Gotta I'll tell you, one. I'll tell you the the truth here, if they do determine that the shots came from inside the park, that woman has a great lawsuit going on Ooh, because what big. happened with security? Right. You know? Ser- like, serious. That's, that's the other thing. And that's why I I, I pause because 
Wrigley's security is similar to Fenway security. They do the bag search. Um, you have to go through. It's the same um, camera system that they have with the two uh, tall gray yeah. things that you have to walk through. That's the detectors. Yeah. Same security in Wrigley. I would think that at the White Sox Stadium, it's like four points of security where you have a bag check where you have a metal detector, where you have those cameras, just like we have at Fenway and at Wrigley, you know, and then it's, you know, another guy behind you, like another guy before you scan your tickets to frisk you. I feel like it's a four point check. I don't know. I could be wrong. Somebody in the White Sox area wants to reach out and let us know how the security system is. Yeah, absolutely. Please let us know, because I'm curious as to how somebody would be able to bring a gun in if right. that was the case you remember a few years ago when that dude got stabbed at the boston garden up in the yeah. nosebleeds yeah and then security like tightened up and now yes. like you can't do anything there you can't even bring a lighter in now oh really yeah you can't every time i get so pissed every single time i go to the garden and if i forget to leave my lighter like in the car or you know whatever with cigarettes if i don't hide it um, they confiscate it. No lighters inside. Huh. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, what am I gonna do? Start a small fire? No, I'm gonna light a cigarette, but right. I'm not gonna smoke right. inside. But yeah, can you just really No, you smoke in the stairway where everybody else does. Yeah. Like, can you just <laughs> so you not <laughs> confiscate my lighter? Anyways, let's get off all this shit and let's go back in time. Let's go back to a time where things were just weird but different. Man. I like I personally like the end of the month because it is the the week in sports and it's always good to see what kind of craziness happened throughout time. So Sarah, kick it off. Let's get into this week in sports. All right. Well, let's take it back today in 1921. It's a long time ago. That's a long time. That's a way back. Oh, that's a that's, long time ago. That's over 100 years. It's a long time. Well, on this day that year Babe Ruth uh, had started a streak of an extra base hit in nine ga- nine straight games. Like nine straight games, you have an extra base hit. I wonder if he did what the Dodgers do when they do the hip swinging thing, when they yeah. get extra bases. Uh, that's pretty fun. You know, facing the uh, the bullpen. Yeah, you face the bullpen and then you face the dugout. You do it there both goes. ways. And the fact that everyone does it, including Freddie Freeman is hilarious the way that he looks like the wacky inflatable car lot guy doing it yeah he has such a punch he also looks like somebody's drunk dad at a wedding who's just trying to cut loose yeah and he just also has a punchable face freddie freeman yeah really yeah Hmm. okay i'll give you that yeah it's punchable it's so punchable like with my car punchable oh (laughs) i just want to run freddie freeman over Maybe nine straight games with extra bases for Babe Ruth, huh? Yeah, nine Who, straight. Who's what's the story here that the outfield is just terrible or Babe Ruth was really good? Because I feel it's a combination of both. 1921, he's in that cusp where he's not super fat, Babe Ruth. He's just like getting there, Babe Ruth. Yeah, he's, he's starting good. to hit. He's starting to hit the sauce right. at this point. He's got another he's, year before he's really hitting the sauce. He's already like you know 
been in New York for a few years now. Yeah. He's getting there. So it has to be the the caliber of players during that time frame, too. You know what I mean? And he was he was a wild card. You know what I mean? Like he was a full on diamond in the rough. Like he was a monster on top of it. Big guy has a lot of like a, a lot of he could move for a big guy, too, which was also surprising in right. comparison to a lot of those other guys who though they weren't big they couldn't move right let's go to 1977 Nolan ryan strikes out 300 batters for his fifth straight year just i'm so like greatest pitcher the ever. greatest pitcher ever 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 and he played ever. for 150 million years yes yeah. i think he's still playing somewhere uh, he's still somewhere on the farm He's yeah. playing with the cows. <laughs> he just keeps pitching to the cows. Yeah. And, not moving. and he just you know Robin Ventura's them and the Ryan Express. I mean, he he's so good that every team that he played for, except for the Mets, has retired his number. And he was just dominant with every team. Every team. Except the Mets. Yeah. He was young. That was yeah. where he came up. That was yeah. that was his rookie. And then it's also the Mets. It's the curse of the Mets. Yeah. They had, you know, that I, I will say, like, they, they've had a lot of great people come through their organization, but it's, uh, it really is the curse of the Mets where you have. Surprisingly, the- though, his only World Series win was with the Mets in 69, which is yeah. funny. Which he, but he didn't play well. He didn't right. Play. I'm, I'm just like saying, he was, like right, right. Greatness with all with the Angels, with the um, Astros, with the Rangers. It was just like he's just like mowing people down. But when it came to that title, right, it and was having that he ring wasn't that good yet, and it was with his first team that just gave up on him. And that's exactly what the Mets are. They're just like, I'm not going to wait for this guy. Let's give up on him. Yeah, and that's what yeah. they did. And look at the career he had. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, Eight-time All-Star, eleven-time uh, uh, strikeout leader. I mean, again, he's in every team Hall of Fame except for the Mets. Uh, close to six thousand strikeouts, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. something ridiculous like that. Yeah. I think he's, he's just, got six ugh. or seven, maybe eight no hitters in his whole career. The greatest thing about him is like the fact that you know when it was time for him when houston was like yeah we're we're done with having you here and he was like well that's nice but i'm not going anywhere else like i want to stay in texas like my family's here and he's like you can move me along but it needs to be somewhere in texas right and then they send him to the rangers and then he fucking you know, he was still old. He was old or right. older, quote unquote, during that time. And he still fucking lights out. Right. Lights he did out. four years with the Rangers and still crushed it. Lights out. Yeah. Lights out. And I also what I believe in that, too, is that when you're homestead, this is the work life balance thing. And it all goes back. So here's a reminder to all you people who work too much, who need some work life balance. When you live closer to where you work and you have that opportunity to get to your 
family and your safe space quicker, you'll produce better. Right. Absolutely. If, if he, you know, his family being in um, Texas and then him having to go to like California or something and like trying to do this and that, he wouldn't have been the pitcher that he ended up being. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude's a fucking beast. Absolutely. I'm just looking at the stats right now and they're like unbelievable. Wild. And think of it too, like the generations that he pitched. Because we grew up on him. Right. You know what right. I mean? And like our parents well, he, watched. He him played pitch. from what sixty six to ninety three. He played forever. Right. That's... Like everybody, wa- like we watched him. Our parents watched him. Yeah. Like we to be with the Rangers for you know in eighty nine. He was eighty nine to ninety three, and he was still dominant with the Rangers enough where they retired his number. And I mean, he was dominant for our too. Oh. Plus, I mean, greatest fight ever greatest baseball fight ever yeah what made i just i wanted i want to know what wires in robin ventura's head disconnected to charge Uh, he probably was like i'll fuck this old man i'll break his hip yeah you know what it would have been awesome and he found himself at the the wrong end of a headlock yeah what would have been awesome though is if nolan did the stone cold stunner oh man and then chugged two beers yeah, clapped them together and like pounded them. That would have been great. <sighs> I would have loved that. Just need to bring that back and everything. All right, Titty 22. This is for the card collecting community out there. Holla. A 1952 Mickey Mantle baseball card sold for $12.6 million at auction, becoming the world's most expensive piece of sports memorabilia. 12.6. I'm so poor. For a baseball card. I'm so poor. Did you buy this card? No, I'm just no. poor. It just reminds <laughs> me. I'm like, who are these people that have these funds? Like, I'm Oh, so I know. Poor. I know. People who spend that oh. kind of money on, on a, we're talking a baseball a card. Baseball card. A fucking baseball card. A baseball card. We're not talking about practice. No, wonder. We're not talking about game. We're talking <laughs> about baseball card. Uh, it, it's and, and you know what the worst part is? Where it's like a card like that has probably definitely been in the possession of our parents. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I'm sure that, you know, not not just our parents, but like a family member that we have. Someone. Right? Someone has and, had. And nobody had a smart uncle who was like, this, this card's going to be worth millions someday. But we had the family who was like, I'm going to jam this in my bike so my bike makes funny noises. Well, because he was a friggin' Yankee, that's why. Yeah, and a drunk. Well, yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> who isn't? But why do you think that you need that in your like? I mean, it's great if you could have it in your collection, but do we value of that's going to go higher than what it is? Like, do you need that in your collection, though? I mean, for me, like, I would only buy it. Actually, you know what? Even if I had that kind of money, that disposable I income, that. I wouldn't buy it. I, I mean, don't need to it. say that you have it is like, I guess, like flex. A, it's, a yeah, flex. it's a flex. It's, it's a, a huge flex. It's, it's it is. But like, oh, I spent twelve point six million. And then what do you do with it? You have to put it in like a dark room because you can't like you can't put it on your mantle. No, because if the sun hits it. It's going to depreciate in value anyways, because it's going to get sun kissed like your face. 
But I mean, like, (laughs) 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 all right. But I mean, like, what what do you do with that? Like, do you bring your buddies over and be like, want to see a twelve point six million dollar Mickey Mantle card? And and what if your friends are like, no, no. Like, do you keep it in a dark room with a safe and then, like, you lure people back into this room and are like, you know what it's going to be like? You know what it's going to be like? It's going to be like Biff Tannen when he has the casino and he keeps the the gray sports almanac in that safe behind the painting. Yep. And then a young kid and a wild eyed scientist come and ask about it. Yep. Where is it? Where is it, Biff? Yeah. So now I wonder was this uh, purchase of a 12 6. 12.6 12.6 million dollars. Now, was it Marty McFly selling it? I think that this would be the only way where Doc Brown would be okay with this. Yeah, that's you know, why Marty I'm... Marty wanted to to do the the betting and all that stuff, but they just went back in time. He bought a a penny mantle card in 52 and then came back to 2022 and sold it for 12.6 and he was like, "Fuck yeah. you." Fuck you, Doc. Yeah. Look at me now. Look at me now, bitch. We... Yeah. And then here, here's us where it's like, we're going to go back in time and buy all the A-Rod cards. All the A-Rod rookie yeah. cards. <laughs> and then we go back and we come back to this time. You're like, ah, oh, damn it. Look at us. Son of a bitch. We should have went and bought something else. Yeah, don't don't buy up all the Griffies. Remember, those were going to be the cards that yeah. we're going to have us all retire and then... You know, the card industry imploded or exploded, exploded to then implode. And that's what I feel like is going to happen soon now. Oh, yeah. Industry. It's getting too hot too fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on to August 29th in 1925, uh, after a night out on the town, Babe Ruth shows up late for batting practice and Miller Huggins suspends Ruth and slaps him with a $5,000 fine. Five dollars, $5,000 in 1925 is the uh, equivalent to 87000 wow. $40.29 today. Wow. So Babe Ruth was slapped with an $87,000 fine. All because he was like, I'm gonna gonna hit I'm, up the town. I'm going gonna, gonna gonna live it up. Cause yeah. this is about the time that you know, it was from like 19, 1922, 1923 was when he started the the spiral of more booze and cigars and women and all this stuff. And then it just right. kind of continued from there where he's just like, I'm I'm great. Like, yeah, just find me. I don't give a shit. Because huh. I'll show up and I'll Hit bombs, bitches. (laughs) All right. What else went on? In 1969, Joe Pepito. This one cracks me up, actually. We've had a lot of Yankees conversation, by the way. Uh, Joe Pepitone, he quits the New York Yankees after being fined $500 for leaving the bench. The fact that I'm out. Yeah. I just think of half baked. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> You're cool. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I guess it's a little better. A $5,500 fine for leaving the bench is better than when he was arrested in 85 <laughs> yes. when 
they ran a red light and they found uh cocaine I and, forgot about uh, that. <laughs> and uh, i think they found like four or five hundred things of quaaludes oh, yes. and some free basin kits a gun mm-hmm. uh i think about seven thousand dollars worth of cash uh, of course, Pepitone was like, no, 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 no. I, I don't, I don't, not, not I me. Was, what? Not me. What are you talking no. about? No. no. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. He did so time. Good. He did time. Yeah. And he you went know, to Rikers Island. I totally forgot. Yeah. That. Lesson here. Stop at the red lights. And then in 92, I think he fought a cop. Yeah. Well, yeah. at that, at that point, when you're like, I'm running red lights, I'm quitting like this is fucking half baked like nope. at that point no yeah. no fucks given i mean he's i mean i was like oh one and one a with lenny but joe pepitone like kept his teeth right right uh pepitone was i'm looking at it right now pepitone was also arrested and charged with the dui after he lost control of his car in the queen's midtown tunnel <laughs> <laughs> How have we not done a Joe Pepitone show? We should definitely do it. We, well, we, we, we haven't really done a show in a while. Like, like a show in a while. We should do a Joe Pepitone show. We should do a Joe Pepitone. Because isn't Joe Pepitone like Larry David's favorite player too? I'm think, sure. So is this like we could bring. Yeah. Okay. Well, this, That's great. Yeah. So Joe good. Pepitone. Joe Pepitone. <laughs> Oh, how about it? <laughs> fuck you fuck you you're, you're cool. cool fuck and you he just throws a baseball no doesn't he throw like a bun at some oh yeah he throws a bun but pepitone oh pepitone throws a baseball no he would throw he would throw some uh, some already chewed dip <laughs> right That's oh like what's his face did it a baby all right mike Levenger. yep the baby yeah comic came back for him though when they ended his career so what all else right. went down on uh 29th of august all right in 2018 good old aaron Rodgers uh signs the nfl record contract extension with the green bay packers four years worth 134 million rising to a possible 180 million with a record 103 million in guarantees so the thing that makes me laugh and made me laugh then and still makes me laugh now about this is, you know, how like Brett Favre's always like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, you want to just be like me and like yeah. own all these teams and this yeah. and this and that. And duh, duh, duh. Yeah, Favre, you did not get paid like this. Right. Bitch. <laughs> like, just saying, right. did not get paid like this. Right. Uh, that's one. And two, even if he did get paid like this, we all know he would still defraud the state of mississippi absolutely so anyways what else is going on in this week of sports all right august 30th uh 1905 detroit tigers future now that's the big thing future baseball hall of fame center fielder ty cobb makes his mlb debut and he did so in a 5-3 win over the new york highlanders All right. In 2006, Greg Maddox wins his 330th career game. Think of, like, he pitched forever. He did. He went from 86 to 2008. And it's funny because in 2006, he actually played for two different teams. He went Cubs and Dodgers. Yeah. And what's funny is 
you know, he won the World Series with the Braves in 95. The Braves minus the Padres, the Braves are the only team where he didn't go back, but he was like the most successful for. I mean, he went to the Padres and he played two years for them, but didn't go back. But he did Cubs twice and Dodgers twice. But and with the Dodgers thing, like, I mean, he played with the Dodgers in 2006 and then went back to the Dodgers in 2008. And then he retired. Was it something that they just were able to have space for him on their I don't really know the ins and outs of it. Um, I mean, I'm sure I can look it up, but it doesn't matter. I feel like Greg Maddox, didn't he? Is he in the hall as a brave? Oh, here it is. Bleacher Report put a, a thing out. Back in 2014, Greg Maddox will not enter the Hall of Fame as a Brave thanks to a classy gesture. Uh, The National Baseball Hall of Fame announced on Thursday which caps will be representative in the upcoming plaques of those fortunate enough to have been voted into the Hall. Uh, For the most part, there isn't a great deal of surprise. Tom Glavin, Bobby Cox will enter as Braves. Frank Thomas is White Sox. Joe Torrey was Yankees. However, there are two inductees who have decided their plaques will be blank slates, clearly devoid of any visible logo or team identifier. Greg Maddox and Tony La Russa. Really? Maddox wrote a statement, says, my wife, Kathy, and I grew up in baseball in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had just an amazing experience in Atlanta with the Braves. It's impossible for me to choose one of those teams for my Hall of Fame plaque, as the fans of both of of the clubs in each of those cities were so wonderful to us. I can't think of having my Hall of Fame inductee without supporting both of those fan bases. So for that reason, the cap of my Hall of Fame hat will not feature a logo. That's pretty okay. That's 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 pretty good. good. Yeah. it's uh, it is. It's him to the side, and there's nothing. Oh, uh, yeah, look at that. No logo on it. And uh, I, Tony Larusa is his Hall of Fame is him at a bar holding up a pint of beer. <laughs> it's just him setting teams on fire. <laughs> I can't believe the White Sox brought him back. What the fuck? See, what? Like uh, they fire you know... everybody. They fire the their two most tenured oh. GM and 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 the uh, VP, and then they bring back fucking Tony Larusa. Listen, see how many DUIs you can get this year? It, uh, all right. So moving on, August thirty first. This is the last day of the month. However, I'm gonna kick it into. We're just gonna cover September first. Also, yeah. just so one day. Why not? I'm in it. Uh, August thirty first, nineteen ninety. Baseball outfielders Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Jr. become the first father and son to play on the same team and hit back-to-back singles in the first inning. And both of them scored. Look at that. Huh? Look at that. It's a, such a what a great story. Like, yeah. you know, junior and senior, that's a story that always gets me, brings me joy, makes me, me happy. And, me and my father can't even agree on a cup of coffee. Can't all be like the Griffies. That's true. <gasps> oh, imagine if there was a, like a TGIF like show and it was called the Griffies. <gasps> oh, my God. I think we just made a million dollars. ABC, if you're listening, contact us Holler. for this great idea. 
and we'll bring back Steve Urkel. Can yeah. I do? That? He's the next door neighbor. Yeah. Of the Griffiths. And, and he's like our age, like he is yeah. now. But you know? now he's Stefan Urkel, and he's the cool. <laughs> he's the cool Urkel, but his son is actually in a gang. Oh. Yeah. And he robs the Griffey's house. Is this going to be on Showtime or is this ABC? You no, know what? Showtime, go, to... ahead and... no, <laughs> go ahead and contact no. us. Yeah. I want to bring back TGIF. All right. All right. Fine. With my Pizza Hut pan pizza. Oh, yeah. My... I want to bring bring back Snick. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You can bring back. Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. Are you afraid of the dark? Some pizza explains it all. Ren and Stimpy, all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm I don't, see. I don't care. I didn't. I don't like all that. I don't like all that. I don't care for all that. That was like, our generation Saturday Night Live. Sarah. It was. But here's the thing. I never watched it. I actually fucking would watch Saturday Night Live. Like, well, then I don't fast know. forward 20 years, and and uh, Keenan Thompson is on SNL. Is that him? And he, I think he's still on SNL. I think he now he's is. the longest running SNL character or SNL person on there now. Well, he's funny. All right, welcome to September. Um, in 1964, San Francisco Giants reliever. I'm gonna butcher this name. I apologize. Masanori. I'm I'm doing phonics because hooked on Murakami. phonics. Work. Thank you, Masamori Murakami. Thank you. Hooked on phonics worked for you, not so much me. He becomes the first Japanese-born player to appear in the U.S. Major League Baseball organization. In 1971, the starting line. Uh, this is this is believed to be the first ever black starting lineup for the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, which also included several Latinos. This is the first in history. The starting lineup consisted of... Rini, I'm gonna butcher all these names. I why did I write everyone's name down? You can read oh. the names. No, nah, we're good. Uh 1971, the starters were all black and some Latinos. Yes, I mean, for yeah. Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, <laughs> yeah. which was huge. I mean, that team was stacked anyways. Like Clemente, you freaking Doc Ellis pitching. Dave Cash. Oh, he's got oh one of the God. best baseball cards. I I I bought Tell it you. at a yeah, that's I mean, a lot of history on September 1st. In you know, 1971, too, that is a uh, that's pretty that's pretty bold to have like bold. an all yep an all non-white lineup. I'm sure there was a lot of old white guys going. This isn't baseball. There's plenty of old white guys today that are still saying that. That's true. But this also was like you know I think back to this great Pirates team, and I then start thinking about you know Doc Ellis's no no yeah and on LSD right. And it kind of brings me joy. And, and what's what's sad is that, you know, 1971, we have a full roster of non-whites, right? Mm-hmm. And majority of them are African-American and then some Latino players and all that. But now, fast forward to today, and there's like such a small percentage of African-Americans that play in the MLB. Yeah, and that's it's like, true. You know, because, and it's just not, it's, not white guys anymore, even though there are a, a, a large majority of white players still. But, um, you know, a lot of them come from DR, Cuba mm-hmm. or Japan. It's just it's it's weird because it's like, I don't know. I don't have an answer for it. I know it, it's it just is... a small percentage. It's it's especially with a sport with a with a really 
high percentage of pay. I mean, is it just hard to get into? I know, like, obviously, baseball is not super expensive. Like, hockey is is incredibly yeah. expensive. But, like, obviously, like, you know, I have I have a son who plays baseball. And, like, his equipment is pricey. You know, 400 yeah. 500 for a bat. You know, X amount of dollars for a good glove. And, like, cleats. shit like the cleats. So you got to buy cleats for him every year. And then, I mean... I don't know. And, and of course, like football, if you're like, if you're like amazing at football, the school is just going to jump on you and be like, I, we'll, we'll pay for it. It's cool because they're going to make their money in ticket sales and all that. You shit. Know, the cheapest sport to play as a child is basketball. Absolutely. That's why my father put me into basketball. It right. was like, you are not playing hockey as Absolutely. much as you want to. You are playing basketball. And because it was affordable. I mean, I, I remember growing up uh, when I, I grew up in Chelsea and like I remember my father zip tying a milk crate mm-hmm. to a tree with the with the bottom cut out. Yeah. And all you can of, make anything into a net. Yeah, right. And that's how we played basketball on the streets. Yeah. Because we weren't allowed down the courts because there was a bunch of stabbings down there. But yeah, still I mean, deal. that's 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 how we played in the neighborhood. And the other thing that's kind of sad is that and you know because you are involved in little league is that there's a lot of politics and too much and and it's a lot of it within the little league and it goes all the way up yeah even in high school and college it's you know you get to a point where you're like i just don't want to deal with this shit anymore right unfortunately so it's a lot of politics and that's doesn't matter in in regards to the politics doesn't matter if you're you know, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, you know, a lot of people, if you're from a wrong side of the tracks or have a different last name, right? It doesn't matter who you are. They're going to. I had to remove myself from the board of baseball. I was on it for one season and I was like, I, I can't stand any of you people. Like they're terrible people Bullshit that you're talking about for eight year old kids. I'm like, you guys are insane. Yeah, I don't under it's my son's better than yours. No, I'm pretty sure that your son still shits his pants. Like, get listen, out of here. Listen, we we let's not talk about people shitting their pants because I struggle at 41. It's okay. It's okay. You know? All right, let's let us let us go because this show is extra long. Today. We've been so off the rails. Like, this what is going on? This is a lot of editing. All right, in 1999, Penguin Star. He's still a star in my eyes. He's not. Of course he is. Yes. Mario Lemieux. He is approved as the new owner of the Penguins franchise, becoming hey, the, look at that. you know, becoming the first club in pro sports history to be owned by a former member of its team. And now they're owned by the Fenway group. So <laughs> moving on. Is he still in the ownership group or did he just take that that money and leave? So he wanted he basically didn't want to sell and he didn't want he wanted to stick it out because he loves the team. He loves all this and that. And, um, you know, it's the Fenway group. You can stay on. They'll have his name on the board so that he can still be a face and come out and shake babies and kiss hands. Right. But it's something where um, he hasn't been. He used to be at every single Penguins home game. This past season, he was not. 
So that just shows you. Well, the Fenway group sucks. And, and I'm diehard Red Sox fan. And I could tell you, like, oh. nothing would please me more than if they just sold now. I mean, they've done a lot for the stadium. I'm not going to deny it. They've also brought in four World Series titles in our lifetime. And, and they've done they've done some great shit. But honestly, like, get the fuck out of here. I mean, like, it's I it's all, it's because they have fucking LeBron as an investor, which pisses me off. They'll never sell either. No. All right. No. Moving on, because now it's just going to anger us both. In uh, 2016, uh, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick kneels in protest during the U.S. National Anthem before a preseason game against the Chargers at the San Diego's Qualcomm Stadium. And this was uh, this was where everything kind of started going bad for him. And every white guy in the world had a fucking aneurysm. Everyone's head fucking exploded like nothing I've ever seen before. When when I I remember I remember this like like it was like yesterday because it was such hot news. And crazy. when I saw him kneel at for the national anthem, I was like, all right, good for you. Good for get him. It. Fucking get it. Fucking good for good you. Good for you, dude. Absolutely. And then to be blackballed out of the league for that Unbelievable. shit. Unbelievable. And then you know what? You know what was great and very heartwarming was the unity in mm-hmm. all of sports that transpired after this whole thing where he he just he was taking a stand for what he believed in which what we should all do and then you know he was removed or you know exiled from football and then throughout the entire league and then throughout entire sports people were nailing during the anthem and i thought that yes. was that was great. it was amazing and it wasn't just here it was right. globally that people yeah. were uniting. And the reason why this was such a big piece that I wanted to make sure that I put in was because when we go to our big pickle, the way that our big pickle handled this and basically let him get right. pushed out and let him get blackballed and right. let the old white owners and ticket holders and investors and all these people push him out of the league was unbelievable like how oh, do you not stand the, up he's he's a he's a fucking puppet all right retired peeps not a lot of things went on this week you know dino cicerelli retired from the nhl in 1999 and in 1997 the yankees retired don mattingly's number 23 yay don most yeah, cursed player oh, ever coaches yeah. the dodges he's the manager of the dodges for a bunch of years they bring in Dave Roberts. They win a World Series. Yep. Yep. And now I wonder, because the Yankees are so bad, if they brought him in, do you think curse versus curse would kind of balance it out? Well, what other, what other curse are you talking about besides the Madden curse? Well, I'm just saying, like, I think that we have the Aaron Judge curse now. Yeah? You think Aaron Judge is a curse? Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Ooh. I I think that yep. Let me get my tinfoil conspiracy hat. Yeah, I love Put that on. I love things like this. I think now that we are past him, you know, beating Roger Maris's record and all yep. this crap and this great oh, yeah, great yeah, yeah. hype, that it's now going to be the curse of Roger Maris over oh. Aaron Judge, and that 
Yeah. Because instead of focusing on wins and I thought it was going to be like the curse, the curse of the Dodgers bullpen door. <laughs> <laughs> it just follows him around. Right. Here comes the door with little hands. Oh, man. No, I think it's it's the Roger Maris curse now. I think that he is going to be completely cursed for the rest of his career. I mean, it's either that or injured because instead of focusing on wins, like should it should have been the focus for the team right last season they were all focused on him getting this record which yeah he he got it right before the end of the season yay kudos but what did that get you it got you to this season where you're in last place so i think it's the roger maris curse to be honest with you and i mean he's been out for a while oh yeah because of the damn door and that's the thing he's gonna be on the he's gonna be injured the rest of his career Mark my words, it's the Roger Maris curse. Imagine going from 63 home runs, breaking records in one season to like your 28 home runs with 55 RBIs this season in your engine. Yeah. After you signed uh, uh, a good payday. And you got named to be like the captain. Yeah. All and right. So what else is going on? All right. Quick, quick rewind from our uh, last month's history. Because last month, our big pickle conversation for... uh july's history 2004 on september 1st uh sexual assault charges against la lakers star kobe bryant were dropped by the eagle county district attorney's office in colorado after the victim decides not to participate so we discussed this last week but if this is the week that it was finally done right in 2004 all right so who is this week in sports' biggest pickle? In 2006, Roger Goodell begins his tenure as the NFL commissioner. So basically, the NFL is the biggest pickle. Yeah, the NFL should be the biggest pickle. I know last week we did uh, we put it up to the fan voting, and that video is now on YouTube where you can vote for who's the biggest pickle, either Tommy Fan. Or the oh, fan. So far, I had two people reach out to me and say Tommy Fam. Oh no, three people. I've yeah, been it's, keeping it's, track. It's gonna be Tommy Fam. It's gonna I know be it Tommy Fam. Yeah, I know it is. But you can go. You can go over to our YouTube channel and vote on that. But yeah, this yes, the NFL radio.com. But the NFL this week should definitely be the biggest pickle. The biggest pickle, because the reason why I see them as the biggest pickle because we're gonna we're gonna revisit a couple things here that um the, with a ridiculous crap that thus far though i left a lot off um yeah. has happened under the goodell regime um yeah. and he's still in charge so there's still more that can happen well, because he's their puppet right and you yeah. know we we have all of the recent stuff with like oh let's suspend everyone and for gambling but yet Oh, you, you freaking speed and murder and beat people. Yep, two games. You know what yep. I mean? Like, so that's still a continuation today. But like, let's do a quick recap of the last. Uh... Oh man, he's fucking the worst. Um, before we start this recap, you just reminded me of something. You know, I know that they don't have to go ahead and do it because Henry Ruggs is now serving ten years in jail, three to ten. Three but to 10, I mean. Yeah. I, I wish the NFL would come out and be like lifetime ban. Not not that they yeah. need to, but like just in case he gets out in three years, he could possibly be picked up by a team. 
you know, I mean, well, it's like the whole Michael Vick thing. Yeah. yeah. Did we not like he didn't they didn't do that with Michael Vick. And we all assumed that they would be like, nope, ban. You're not coming back. And then what ends up happening? Michael Vick comes back and everybody fucking loves him again. And I'm like, do did we forget? And I'm like, oh, good, good marketing by the NFL to like put him back in the limelight. You sons of bitches. Like, really? All right. So tell me why (sighs) the NFL and Roger Goodell are pieces of shit. Oh, my fucking God. So let's start first with Thursday night football. It's great in theory, but it's It's not. not. It's not. It's not. It's not at all. I don't know. Um, I don't know if they sit in a boardroom and they say, let's find the two shittiest fucking teams and pit them against each other on Thursday night football and then move it to Amazon Prime. We have to buy Amazon to watch these football games because we know stupid assholes are going to get with that and buy Amazon Prime, even if you're not an Amazon Prime subscriber already, which I don't understand why you're not. But I mean, like, let's move the games to Amazon Prime and people will definitely go for it and then it is the consistently worst football games yep. ever and it's always been like that even when they were on regular tv on um, regular tv yep. it were the worst games not for nothing just leave it monday night football and then leave it sunday like right. you don't need to add another day in the week but that's a fucking money football. grab farm i understand it's a money grab but nobody wants to freaking watch the browns versus like Detroit. Nobody wants Nobody to watch cares. a three to six game final. Nobody cares. Every like, game ends in three to six. Every yeah. fucking game. It's it's awful. Is this year? Is this year? Are they keeping it with uh, Amazon this year? Are they going to Apple TV? I feel like everyone's uh, going to Apple TV. Like, I guess either way, I don't. More. Either way, I don't care because I don't. I refuse to watch Thursday night football. Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. Right. So that's one. Two, Deflate Gate, obviously. Yeah. Like, come on. Because that's like Deflate Gate, Spy Gate. Like, really, like, you're going to come in and then that's what you're, we're going to focus on. Right. Uh, the, the Ray Rice debacle. Which this is the biggest mess of his, his whole tenure. Unbelievable. Where he ends up suspending him two games. So Ray Rice gets suspended for two games and has a $58,000 fine. Um, which this all led to the new dom- domestic violence policy, which right. it really, yeah. How's that going? The most ridiculous part of this is that the suspension was given before the video was like came out and he still didn't go back and change anything after the public ridiculed him and was like, yep. what the hell? And then after the whole public had seen the video, he comes out and says, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see the video. Like, this is the first right. time I'm seeing it. You're the oh only person God. in the world who didn't see this video, right? Yeah, of course I didn't see it. This, oh man, I can't believe this. And then after that, like, the video came out. The Ravens were like, yep, nope, peace, you're out. Finally, after the Ravens had released him, the NFL and the NFL Players Association had followed suit and suspended him indefinitely. You clearly had the video. Right. You had the video because it was even rumored that somebody within the NFL had released the video to right. TMZ. Like it was rumored because this wasn't being handled accordingly how it should have been held. So I found this little blurb 
and I had to share it because it's hilarious. And this is basically sums up. This was from GQ in 2017. What do you do when you're faced with a complex abuse case like that of a Vikings running back, Adrian Peterson, or former Cowboys defensive and Greg Hardy, in which the legal system has offered a decision, but unsatisfying resolution? And everyone is mad about it, but you lack the intelligence, nuance, or legal authority to take proper action? Well, why not create paid leave lists out of thin air so that you can ghost troublesome players while you scramble to gauge which way the PR winds are blowing? Then you can assign them some arbitrary suspension once the news cycle has blown over. I could not stop laughing at that. That's 100%. I could not. It's 100% because he had out of God's green air created the um, commissioner's exemplus to Houdini and disappear. And then was like, yeah, we'll deal with this next week when everyone kind of forgets. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I couldn't stop laughing because that was so spot on. Lacks the intelligence. You're you're not a lawyer. You're freaking like you're just he's just so dumb. Um again, another this this was this one bothers me a lot with the whole Josh Brown. Um, because you know, again, it's more domestic abuse. Yeah. You had poor Molly Brown who didn't go to the NFL because she was like, they're not gonna handle it well. They're not gonna handle it at all. Because everyone in the Giants, if you don't know who Josh Brown is, Josh Brown was a kicker for the Giants um, who repeatedly beat the crap out of his wife. And the Giants organization knew about it. And he was suspended for one game. And then they went and put the blame on Molly because she never came forward. Yeah. Well, it's always the woman's fault when they get beat. Always. Always. Even though you you could obtain all the documents from the police and all the stuff. Yep. Um. This one's the best, though. Uh, well, one of the best. Because, you know, Roger Goodell loves the troops, right? Like, he oh, loves... Course. He's here. He's proud to be an American. Right. He's like rock flag eagle. He's here for it. <sighs> That's what you would think, though. Like, with... Uh, I'm just like, this, this dude. He does all these tributes. He has everyone on the field. Does all these welcome home uh, events. Great. Well... Did you know that in the span of four years between 2013 and 2017 that the U.S. Armed Forces had paid the NFL more than 700000 for on-field appearances? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, we all assumed that the NFL was doing all of these tributes like out of the From kindness the of their heart. Yeah. And, no, the armed forces, the army, the Marines, yeah. the they were paying the NFL to have these tributes. That's fucking bullshit. Yep. Wow. I had no idea. That's the shit you bullshit, find, man. Right? The shit you find. The internet is a wild, wild place. $1,000 to come on the field. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Bullshit. You're paying that to the NFL? Like, $700,000. I mean, we could go on a whole spiral about this. Right, so I'm going to stop right, right there. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Goodell uh, for years had sided with uh, Dan Snyder. So that also shows what caliber and quality of a human being he is. Yeah, so. absolutely. 
Um, yeah, he's just a piece of shit. Uh, plain white printer paper is more useful than him. And um, <laughs> he's just, there's nothing to say. So he is like the the month of August or this week's. Yeah, he is this week in sports. Biggest pickle. Oof. Yeah, wow. we could go on. There's so many things, but oh, these are absolutely. just little highlights. Yeah, ah. right. Well, I mean, the best part about everything is that when Tom Brady was suspended for those four games for the deflate gate, he turned around and stuffed it up his ass and won a Super Bowl. So, Yeah, he was yeah. like pouncing, bro. All right, so Sarah needs to go to bed. So, All right, so go over to IAPradio.com. Check out all of our pages of social media where we live. Go over to X, formerly known as Twitter. I hate calling it X. I just Too want bad. to be calling it Twitter. Go over to Spotify, Apple iTunes, listen to us, like us, review us, share us, do whatever you can. Go to our YouTube, Instagram, threads, which I'm totally just Forget not, about that. Every week I'm not into threads anymore. I, I just, I, it's just another thing. We, go over and share our videos, like them, subscribe, do everything. Help us out. Move us up those charts and help us out. Tell us that you want more stories, less news, or maybe just two shows a week. We could, we'll could. we figure it out. We'll figure it out. Tell us you want more. Because I would I would like to, I know we said this a couple of times, I would like to, to do some stories, but I really enjoy doing the news every week as well. I think it's fun. But uh, whatever. Just help us out. Go to Apple, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to these podcasts. Give us five stars. Go over to the Deluxe Edition Network. Listen to all those fancy podcasts they got on that site. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, it is, it's still the month of August, right? So we're going quad pro quo. Yeah, it's still the, the system is still, yeah, right? Because this comes, yeah, this comes out still in August. Yeah, so, so that's fine. I don't I have no idea. Next first. month, yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, go over, go over to S1E1 pod and listen to our friends for S1E1. Yes, listen to show. our friends. Those shows, that, those podcast shows are amazing. They're super funny. If you like to know, uh, the first episode of all of your favorite TV shows and whether they want to green light them or, or just Cancel. crush them. Yeah, Cancel right them. after the pilot. It's so good. Yeah. It's good. It's a great idea. So good. Great, great concept for a show. Really funny. Go uh, check out Sarah, Daddy O Sports Cars. I'm there. Yeah. Of course, we're on Instagram. So you can find all of our social media accounts at iatradio.com. And uh, that's it. I have nothing yeah. else. Sarah, do you have I have anything? nothing else. We've we've no. been here long enough. Let's Maybe go. you need to put some aloe on your face. I need. I if anyone wants to send some to my house, that'd be great. Yeah. Maybe some aloe, or uh, maybe you need a Benadryl. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Half your face is red. The other half. Half my face is red, and so funny. I'm. I, I, yeah. Not funny. It's sad. It's. All right. So for Sarah Ray Talek, I'm Dave Houghton, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.